0: nothing is worth wanting anything you want if you get it will give you a temporary enjoyment and then that will fade and it will not be lastingly fulfilling welcome back to the land of the living namir thank you leo it's good to be back good to see not only your friendly face but light and objects where have you been these last few days in a dark room retreat so you already know i was embarking on the breatharian journey you already know i was trying to kick weed so i thought the best possible jump start to that was to do a dark room retreat so i put blackout tape on the windows put blackout curtains over that blinds over that and stayed in a pitch black room over this past weekend meditating um I didn't go long enough to start like endogenously producing DMT or anything like that, but it actually did get pretty wild by day three. And when I came out, so you were in there
1: for 72 hours, pitch black, no food, some water, no activities.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, like meditation, but not a schedule, just, you know, sitting, meditation, walking, meditation, alternating and sleeping a lot i mean i got a lot of melatonin in my system and then toward the end i was seeing a lot of light all the time like seeing light within the dark and then i came out of the dark retreat and things were kind of normal but then when i went to bed last night again i was seeing like basically strobe lights like vibrant light everywhere so that was pretty wild but not really drawing too much meaning from any of it i think the big takeaway was just getting clear on moving forward in a realistic way not trying to do a million things at once and it's been five days since i've smoked and it's been five days since i've eaten and i'm feeling really good
1: there's a lot to unpack there um i want to start with dreams because i didn't smoke yesterday and i had some pretty vivid dreams what about you
0: mm yeah dude ram snapback is no joke especially with retreat because it's like this was a double whammy retreat dreams are crazy and rim snapback dreams are crazy when you stop weed so yeah i've had insane dreams but again it's like what meaning do you draw from dreams you know it's like it's coming from the subconscious it reflects shit that's under the surface but it's pretty hard to decipher exactly the message
1: yeah, mine are always like high-packed adventures of stuff I want to be doing and the life I want to be living. So it's, they're pretty straightforward.
0: That's awesome. That sounds ideal. And
1: then I wake up and then I am in this zombie world of being high and working in an office job. And I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's rough. Are you on like the high everyday train like um, I was?
1: I definitely smoked Friday, Saturday, didn't smoke yesterday, will definitely smoke today because it's the last two episodes of the QAnon documentary.
0: <laughs> oh, they are only five? Six. Yeah. Oh, they had a fourth? Oh, yeah, I guess I missed the Sunday one. I Honestly, after episode three of that, I got a little out it's of it. It's pretty
1: obvious that they are behind this entire hoax, but... I like it because it's yeah. the greatest practical joke ever played on humanity besides like I don't know pick a religion.
0: It's pretty sad for anyone who ever believed in QAnon, like that those guys duped you, that those yeah. guys, yeah. you know, <laughs> hooked you into their insane insane uh, I'm conspiracy. glad
1: that that is what you got out of it because that is my main gripe with conspiracy theories in general is like look who's behind them usually look who's pulling the strings <laughs> yeah
0: that's some what i love about it people it's
1: just so bizarre
0: <laughs> you think it was the dad and um, the son definitely together because
1: definitely. that the dad is hmm. somewhat sketchy with his like how heavy he denies his involvement but they're both mm. terrible liars, so it's, like, hard to say that one of them is, like, a CIA guy or anything like that.
0: Right, yeah, and the last one I saw, the son was just caught in a corner and making Yeah, no which is
1: the fourth one, he does the same thing, and he really tries to, like, throw it off of himself, but it's, like, pretty obvious that it's them. And before them, it was that South African guy that ran the previous blog. Do you remember in episode two when they interview that South African guy and they talk about how the posts moved from four chan to eight chan?
0: Oh, well, I do remember that, but I thought that was a I thought that was in the discussion of how they thought there might have been two QAnons, like there was one guy and then. Yeah. So you think they yeah. took? Oh, okay. So you think these guys took it over once it moved to eight chan, and previously it was the yeah. South African guy. I don't remember the South African guy for some reason. He's
1: the same type of guy, you know,
0: nerdy internet. So he's just another basement gargoyle. Wow, but I thought they were also heavily suggesting that a lot of people would be in on it, like Flynn and some of these. They were suggesting
1: that Roger Stone was in on it. Yeah, he might be in on it. Honestly, who's a bigger basement troll than Roger Stone?
0: I don't know. I didn't even know Roger Stone, actually. Roger Stone is this.
1: fascinating. He is um, our mutual friend's idol. Um, Who's our mutual you know, friend? A guy that once talked about putting tanks on the south side to regain control. Oh. <laughs>
0: Martial law. How could I forget? Um,
1: Roger's, he's the <laughs> one that told me about Roger Stone because Roger Stone has a tattoo of Nixon on his back, like Nixon's face, large on his back.
0: that's weird that's like the last president i would get a yeah, tattoo of
1: so roger stone's been in on what nixon called rat fucking for the last 50 years or whatever of his career which is okay. like
0: rat, rat
1: fucking yeah
0: fucking oh like yeah. fucking rats that's
1: what he called it i don't know what? the exact breakdown of his job but basically he digs up dirt he's you know a skeevy propaganda
0: But what does that mean, rat fucking? Like, screwing over informants rats or, like, literally fucking rats? Is this how COVID started? Yeah,
1: dude. Roger Stone started
0: COVID. (laughs) He and Randy Marsh, fucking rats, penguins, and bats. Have
1: you seen the South Park pandemic special? Yeah. There's a whole political article I could send you if you want called Roger Stone and rat-fucking a short history.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I want to delve into that. It sounds it's like It's a, a dark pretty world. dark
1: world. He's just a—he's an agent provocateur for the Republican Party. And he does mm, shit outside yeah. of the system to influence the system.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I could see how a figure like that would be useful to make an impact, but probably only if they're in the shadows like if they're a known quantity they probably lose a lot of their
1: exactly power. and he had some pretty heavy involvement in the bush gore campaign and he's been with donald trump for years obviously donald trump pardoned him so
0: ah okay yeah yeah the republican party is really in disarray they have a real identity crisis on well, their there's ends. like
1: a gang of like six people that are just an old-timey gang, you know? It's just a bunch of shady, white-collar criminals that are just doing shit.
0: Yeah, man. Rule by gang.
1: Which, I don't know. It's not that different from the way it's always been, but it's more obvious now than it was 10, 20 years ago. Or maybe we're just older. We see it all yeah, more maybe. You
0: know, probably a combination of us being more aware and people seeing through the the veil being less polite about it
1: but back to the dark retreat so you're in there for three straight days you didn't bring any like phones or anything obviously
0: no i did have my phone to like time meditations so were you
1: on your phone did you like use apps and stuff
0: just the meditation app it's like it has a black background and i put the lighting on as low as possible so mm-hmm. it wasn't a big deal yeah yeah dark retreats are pretty dope and this was like the best way to start sobriety and the fast because i mean when you stop weed you're not that hungry anyway so you might as well just sit in a room and meditate and it's
1: a fast on so many other things too right like if you're not using your phone you're not messaging you're not calling people you're not speaking that's true yeah yeah it's a real reset Prep for those yeah. things before
0: Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of experience in this realm. So like those elements of it weren't new. But being in the dark for that long was pretty new. And then like the effects of luminosity were pretty new. And this is like one of the longest um, fasts I've done. I mean, I've done like extraordinarily long fasts with a little food thrown in there. But as far as like zero food, I think the longest I ever went was about... Eight days So yeah I'm getting pretty close to the record Would you
1: call this the great reset Of you
0: (laughs) You know Return to yourself and get clearer And have an increase In energy even I mean it's it's paradoxical Because like in one sense I'm lethargic and don't have a lot of energy But in another sense I'm very like Clear the energy that there is Flows very Mm. well It's
1: one of those things where, like, there's no going back once you do it. You know, it's like mind exploding. Like What? Yeah, because you grew up in this stupid paradigm of you have to eat every four hours or your body's going to cannibalize itself. And then (laughs) you don't do it, you're fine. And then you think about it for a minute and you're like, wait, no one's ever done this in history. Why are we doing this?
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah, it's like not like our ancestors were catching wild deer every right. four so hours. So just
1: like the paradigm shift of that is, I think pretty, pretty monumentous once you grasp it all.
0: Yeah, I guess. I don't know. There have been a lot of monumentous paradigm shifts for me. And like just the shock of realizing how wildly wrong our culture has been about so many things, you know, medicine wise. And just in last thing I ate on uh, Wednesday night, Was uh, a Genghis Khan burger? It's called. It's like a mix of a huge ass burger, and like the type of pork that would go into a banh mi sandwich, and an egg, and like sweet potato fries. Yeah, it was was fucking great. Yeah, I mean, I think honestly, I'm not about these people who get rigid or hardline about diet or about anything uh, with their lifestyle, because I think I'll always probably like have a burger once in a blue moon just because I feel like it. You know, I I'm really not about being like. I'm a vegan. I'm gonna only eat the proper vegan way, or I'm a breatharian. But I am, <laughs> I am super curious about the breatharianism because, like with fasting, what's the longest you fasted? Um,
1: two days. That's it.
0: Okay, so you were probably feeling pretty hungry at that point, right?
1: Um, no. Why did I stop? I stopped. I've done it two different times. One time I stopped because. Mm-hmm it was like Friday night and I wanted to get high and have a party. And the mm-hmm. other time I stopped because I started having like, like I couldn't sleep on the second night. Hmm.
0: I thought you went 72 hours once. I thought you went almost three days.
1: I don't think I would ever went 70. I might've gone like 50 something, like two days plus whatever
0: the next meal time was. But then I oh, ate on the I third thought I remembered day. one time. Oh no, that was a 48 hour fast that you were texting no. me about not a 72 hour so okay interesting that you weren't feeling hunger at that point because like i think the typical trajectory for a fast is you feel you know after maybe a day i mean depending on how hangry and like (laughs) i don't know what the word is habituated to meals you are you'll feel quote unquote hunger maybe after a day and then from like the one day to two day maybe three day range but that quote unquote hunger i don't think is actually hunger it's just the addiction to habitual meals and so you (laughs) so you get past that point and then you don't feel hungry so like that's where i am now i just feel great i don't feel super hungry and then after like a week plus you feel actual hunger
1: but like what do you feel about food right now like do you think about food
0: Oh, yeah, I started on this because I said I was, like, very interested in the breatharian mm. thing. Um, what do I think do you, about Do you food? actively so think I, about food right now? No, no. Uh, I'm not, like, fantasizing about food at all. If I smell food, like when my partner was cooking food, I was like, damn, that smells good. But it's not, like, a temptation or an issue at all right now. It might be after another week or something, but... I, this just makes me so interested in the breatharian thing, because I definitely think there's something to it. Like, maybe no one can actually refrain from food all the time, but it definitely seems possible that you can adapt to eating a lot less. Yeah, 100%. And that you can... But that's not... And that it's not just as simple as calories in versus calories burned
1: why wouldn't it be that simple
0: because that's just based on the material physical properties of food but how we eat food and how we live affects our energy so much
1: it's the resting metabolic rate that changes so you can get that to low to like where you only need a thousand calories because you're resting metabolic because you're so efficient with food
0: Right. Okay. So yeah, uh, I guess that's kind of what I mean. And you can yeah. do
1: that up until you reach about like three percent body fat, and then you will starve to death and die.
0: <laughs> yeah, but how do you explain like what did I? What's the guy I sent you? One sec. I mean, I've got
1: a really easy Occam's razor way to explain it. He's a fucking what? liar.
0: <laughs> no, the thing I sent you though he was uh he was monitored yeah, in a hospital. Them, but
1: it was only like ten days, right? Like 14 Tim Harris has done a, I think nine day with almost no prep.
0: Okay, I mean two two weeks without food is nothing. I mean I've basically done that. I know I could do that right now if I wanted to. It would not even well, it be that hard. depends on how heavy but,
1: you are. But I agree, that's very doable.
0: Sure. Yeah, that's not what's impressive. Two weeks without water is crazy. Yeah. I mean, how did this guy... All right, now actually wait for me to find the name. Prahlad Johnny. go two weeks without water. And he was monitored at Sterling Hospital. He did it twice, it looks like. Um, They sealed the toilets. They watched him at all times. He passed no urine or stool. He drank no water how
1: yeah they should do that again
0: they did it twice
1: with modern technology now not that i don't believe it Mm. it's just it's worth doing again it's worth getting that data
0: oh absolutely we need a lot more data with this there's also the guy ray mayor who's like the more contemporary big name in breatharianism and he was on a tv show where he went eight days with no food and water eight days with no water is still, it's still pretty a lot amazing. yeah
1: david blaine did a week i right? mean and then everybody was oh, really? saying
0: that he was cheating <laughs> i feel like maybe breatharianism is an ideal that you can approach but realistically you'll never really embody it but i don't know man i Think about how wrong we've been about so many things.
1: Yeah, it's just the water one I can't really get behind. Like, we know for a fact that it's the only thing that sustains life on the planet.
0: I agree with that. Yeah. Food seems a lot more feasible than water.
1: Well, I don't even know if it's feasible. It's more the sense of you could store food in your body indefinitely as fat. But you're still consuming something.
0: Nah. See, the breatharians say that as you meditate and live off prana and wake up these systems, you start to activate your light body, and then your light body replaces your physical body, and you lose the need for the physical sustenance. I mean,
1: how many of these people have shredded six-packs?
0: Probably none. They're all probably, like, pussies.
1: Well, no, but it's like they either do, in which case they're on the brink of death, 'Cause that's really what you are when you're totally shredded. You're on the brink of starving to death. Or they don't because mm-hmm. they have no muscle because you know, it takes three hundred calories to power their entire body.
0: You're caught in the materialist paradigm. I'm Leo. just
1: saying, like if you don't move around that much and you have no muscle on you and you're five foot four, yeah, you could you could live mm-hmm. off of a thousand calorie meal for a week. Why not?
0: I'm talking zero You're kind calories. You have zero calories for forever, mm-hmm. which
1: I do not buy.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously I don't either, given I'm planning on breaking my fast tonight, but I'm really fascinated by it and I'm going to keep exploring it. There's something. And like here.
1: David Blaine legitimately did damage to his body doing a seven day dry fast. Yeah, really? His kidneys got some type of permanent damage yeah
0: yeah the water thing i (laughs) so i've you know done a shitload of fasting i've gone over a week without food i've gone without water as well and way worse than any starvation i've experienced any fasting of food i've experienced was just when i went like two and a half days without water i thought i was gonna die it was horrible
1: yeah I've never done anything like that with water
0: yeah for so like we're in a state of the world where men and boys are basically lost like they've gotten really weak they are sucking more and more every year would you agree with that
1: um yeah it's hard to say but I mean I would say yes
0: in the developed world and in America and in cultures where it's normalized to just wank off and watch porn and you know, ingest toxic media and civilize yourself to death, I think men and boys are essentially lost. And then particularly like younger men and boys, I think they all want to look to some hero figure who will mm-hmm. save them. And so then they project everything onto that person. So it was J.P., I don't know who it is now. Maybe they're shifting to Rogan. But I think it's like a sociological phenomenon almost that they'll pick a champion and put all their hope in him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I totally I think that's fundamentally like the human experience like monkey see monkey do. Um, Right. But you do need role models and it's hard to have role models in 2021 like male role models.
0: It's been hard, I think, for a few decades. I mean, it's gotten progressively
1: harder. Like, who would you right now pick and be like, this is a person that I can model my life around?
0: No one. Me. Except
1: like a bunch of dead people, right? You'd still veterate.
0: Yes, you know? yes. There are definitely people in the past I can Marcus Aurelius yeah.
1: or Julius Caesar or...
0: Tons of people. Aurelius Caesar, the Buddha. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. I mean, Tesla... Einstein. Yeah. So, like, you still have a few. <laughs> I don't know about Elon. That guy gets pretty butt hurt over bitches. But um, you still have a few admirable guys, I guess. But it's just decreased dramatically because the culture weeds out any potential role model. And it's like, I mean, what you see on TV, the types of personalities you see, is all planned. Like, if you look back to the 60s, 70s, 80s, you'll see a lot of different personalities, more strong male figures. And then if you look at, like, commercials in the time we grew up, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, it's just a bunch of, like, incompetent, bumbling, worthless guys. Like, husbands who don't have a clue what to do, and then the wife comes in with the product and saves the day. Mm. Like, this has been advertising for a few decades now.
1: Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Because, like, a lot of sitcoms, too, will revolve around... a totally incompetent, bubbling husband. Right. And yeah, yeah. I mean... You know, what molds the culture more than sitcom television, at least for the last 15 years? Yeah. It's nothing. It's, it's all it. I of
0: mean, them. Hollywood is the real capital. That's why in 2028, Palos Verdes is going to be the new capital of the it. U.S. It's all about cultural production. Cultural production. It
1: really is. But where's he going with this?
0: Well, I mean, what I was saying is that we're in a situation where males have no one to look up to, so they're just thirsting for that figure. And then you said, you asked me who I look up to, and I said basically so, no one. Like, that's been a big turn in the last year. I've realized that I actually look well, up to Well, no for me,
1: one. it's all dead people. And I think part of the reason it's all dead people is because we just right. have cameras on all the time now. So it's really easy to tear down you know, living humans, because mm-hmm. you see them falter mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Whereas Marcus mm-hmm. Aurelius is encompassed in 80 pages. That's all I know of him. And
0: That's a very good point, yeah. People could have been just as fallible in the past, but we just don't know it, and the the person we supposedly admire is just like a editorialized version. Yeah, of we don't best.
1: see, like, his wild, drunk escapade on TMZ the next day.
0: <laughs> that could be a factor, but... I do think people have degenerated. Like, people have gotten worse and weaker, and there genuinely are more admirable people to look up to in the it past. It
1: depends, man. I mean, I obviously agree with you, but to play devil's advocate, like, you know, people were very horrible in the past in terms of rapes and orgies and.
0: Oh, murders. yeah. yeah. Ethics wise, it was not, but not good But in terms
1: at all. of. Um, what's the word? proactivity not even pragmatism in terms of pragmatism Mm -hmm. i think people in the past were a lot more pragmatic and a lot more capable than they are now
0: yeah i was capability was the word i would have gone to just like people did much bigger cooler stuff well
1: elon is going to the moon but you know he's on twitter all the time so we see what a nut job he is (laughs) yeah
0: And he's like one of the very few who's doing huge shit. And that goes to show what you can do today if you get it together. Because it's like, I think in a past podcast, we talked about how people have gotten worse and degenerated. And then it's kind of like an adaptation to technology, which allows us to do so much more. So we're still like doing the same amount net, but we're just more pathetic and more assisted by technology. But if you get yourself out of being pathetic and start making Elon moves you can go to fucking mars yeah that's true so that's why what was the saying you said the the latin phrase something
1: about dying but i don't mori morti but that's wrong yeah memento mori well that's why memento mori (laughs) memento mori
0: yeah yeah so that's reason to heed memento mori to know that you're dying and to make your life count
1: that was a thing
0: and retain your semen
1: (laughs) i would argue that memento mori says that you should expel as much semen as humanly possible while you can
0: you've got it so backwards so you're just advocating hedonism um
1: yeah if that's what you're after yeah
0: Pleasure is small ball. I'm after fulfillment. I'm after making a massive impact on the world and my life, you know, being maximized in terms of what I did with it.
1: How? What is the maximum impact one human being right now could make and how long would that echo in history? I've got a theory, but I want to hear yours first.
0: I mean, you can't quantify something like that. You know, like, I guess the biggest example to date would be Jesus. So, he's two thousand years in running, and it's had a massive impact you think on at present. Jesus a ton is of cultures. Jesus the
1: most recognizable name on the planet. If you're just to name one person,
0: um, the most recognizable name on the planet mm-hmm. now. Uh, Is probably Jesus, maybe Trump, um, but if we're talking about meaningful impact over the mm-hmm. long term, definitely Jesus. I mean, people will remember Trump as like a sad blip in our history in ten years, and he won't really be talked right. about. Well, I don't know. I mean, it was like a historic presidency, but you get my drift. Like, anyway, what's your um, theory?
1: You gotta if you really want to make an impact on society or history and you want your name to be echoed for thousands of years, the best way that I could think of to do it, and best here is a very poor word, but uh, it's to commit mass, <laughs> mass genocide. Nobody's forgetting the motherfucker that killed 7 billion people out of 8.
0: <laughs> Fuck, so dark. I'm just like... yeah.
1: If you think about the people that shifted history, Alexander, Julius Caesar... Genghis Khan, Adolf Hitler. Just motherfuckers that killed everybody. Because it's easy to rebuild when you destroy everything.
0: I mean, that's true. But none of those guys are on the level of Jesus. That's like the low-hanging fruit, you know? Like, mm. doing it the dark way and being remembered for being one of the most sinister people in history is easier. It's more attainable. It's but way more attainable. It's not as... Yeah, but it's, it's not as great as, you know, actually uplifting humanity yeah
1: but jesus really only uplifted those eight people but he just did it so much that they you know shilled for him for their entire lives that's true his actual impact you know directly was he was a real grassroots guy he was like you
0: well it was the butterfly effect from who he was
1: with the people around you
0: yeah right yeah, and I mean like you can never predict what life your impact is going to take on after also, your time. But also, all you can do is be as legit as you possibly can be. But also, the story be.
1: of Jesus is also the story of the Roman Empire. Like the reason we remember him so much is because of so how what's the word imbalance the punishment was for his crimes and how right in because he it was crucified. A, because he was horribly murdered yeah. well, for
0: being a nice dude. I mean, he probably, he probably would have remembered, been remembered for committing—he <laughs> probably would have been remembered for performing miracles as well. But that's true. The, the crucifixion is kind of I mean, we've love. got
1: two holidays we celebrate. One when he was born and one when he was horribly murdered.
0: And one when he came back, shout out to so that's Easter. That's the one
1: I'm talking about. It's Friday, he gets horribly murdered, and then Sunday to oh. celebrate because he's back. But oh, you don't yeah, have right, Easter yeah. without the horrible, horrible punishment.
0: Yeah. Yes, I agree. But yeah, it's, uh, it's like a constant swim upstream to actually cultivate yourself into being the best you can be.
1: But that's sort of what i'm saying like even if you are the best that you can be you need whatever that jesus factor was
0: mm, i don't think you do man i think so i think like what has changed is jesus lived in an era with no technology where he had to be jesus performing miracles and you know actually being this incredible figure to have an impact now fucking anyone can have a wide impact but it's all drowned out in the fact that everyone's on social media and everyone's more concerned about their se- themselves than anyone else. But if someone, even 10%, as legit as Jesus came along today, their reach would be monumental because it would be immediately known all over the world. I
1: really love um, just reading old stuff. And I love more so hearing complaints that like philosophers have about the youth of their day. Because it's the exact same complaints. It's always like, oh yeah, really? everyone's so self-centered, and they're all always on themselves, and and but like.
0: Well, I mean, it's been a it's been a trend, you know. It's like it's not that that's the thing. It's different now. It's just further along. It's the It's like track. a
1: snowball where it's like these tendencies were already available when we were like painting. We were just painting, and we were doing it for self portraits, and then it just like mm-hmm. snowballs to now you have you know, a photo machine, and you're just doing this all the time. Just clicking your face all the time.
0: So it's getting harder and harder to embody our godlike nature, but if someone can pull it off, they will, you know, essentially be seen as a or god. Or
1: as a magician faker, like David Blaine.
0: Yeah, true that. David Blaine is an impressive dude, he to He does be all
1: that stuff. Like, he's gotten to the point yeah. where...
0: He did the the ice bath. He He did the, you mentioned the the, fast.
1: The breath hold. He held his breath for what, 20 minutes? 19 19 minutes or some
0: shit. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's a super impressive dude. It's crazy how like so few people care. It's crazy how so so few people care about that. So few people care about Wim Hof. So few people care about the benefits of breathing correctly. Well, they write it off
1: as one of two things. Either A, he's a scammer, which I also tend to do. Um... Or Mm -hmm. B, he's genetically different and only he can do it.
0: Right. Yeah, because they want to, I mean, people basically just adopt the position that will support their existing beliefs. So if their existing beliefs are, I can't do that, I'm not extraordinary, they'll, you know, come up with whatever they need to, to justify that. That's the
1: thing, though, like, well, I guess, I don't know about the water and wine stuff, but half of Jesus' stuff are, you know, reproducible by David Blaine. (laughs) <laughs> like the 40-day fast yeah. and whatnot. Like there are these things that maybe seemed radical to human beings in the 1900s, but probably weren't radical to human beings in the 100s or whatever year it happened.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't doubt that in the 100s or in like BC times or in the time of the Buddha, especially in pre-literate mm-hmm. societies like yeah. the Buddhas. Some profound shit could have gone down. Some incredible shit could have gone down that people didn't think was that extraordinary because people were just more extraordinary. Right.
1: Like I'm sure everybody would fast for seven days and then, so what's the big deal?
0: Yeah. People have gotten weak and soft. And uh, I think it's because we have two natures as humans we're animals and we have an aspect of divinity in us. And the modern world has allowed us to just give in to our most animalistic base instincts to minimize effort and maximize pleasure. And we're on hedonic treadmills, living terrible lifestyles and destroying ourselves. But if you swim upstream and go against that, the other side is that we have aspects of divinity. And I think the trajectory of the next few thousand years in humanity Mm -hmm. is going to be people believing their gods Or, like, playing God. And some people will be somewhat legit. They'll be able to do incredible things. But it's too much. It's ultimately too much weight to take on a God complex. So it'll have to crumble. But I think that's going to be the next few thousand years. And I think it's going to start with, like, a few figures who are truly impressive and get, like, deified by the public. And then, like, the misunderstanding of that. Perpetuates a ton of people to narcissistically play God, and that's the Dude, future
1: I totally agree, but I think that your timeline's way too long because like if you think about social media culture like influencer culture that's what that is is sort of maximizing your own grandeur for other people
0: hmm hmm
1: and so many people now like that's what they aspire uh, aspire to be is someone with a lot of followers.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, the, so like just as there were the inklings of narcissism and self-centeredness when people were doing the self-portraits and now we see it full-blown on social media, now on social media there, there are the inklings of the God complex. But what I'm describing over this long time frame is something – at another level we are headed towards it's like,
1: a sea of false prophets
0: yes but i think there's going to be some real uh, there's going to be some real embodiment of divinity mixed in there because people are waking up to the possibilities of the human being we haven't even scratched the surface of what's possible And some people are going to be legit. Some people are going to be actually, you know, embodying their godlike nature and uh, doing incredible things. But then, yeah, it's a question of whether you can ever tell who's. Is that your
1: plan? You're going to get much, much bigger.
0: (laughs) Not much, much bigger. But I'm going to lift. I'm going to play ultimate. I'm going to do yoga, and I'm going to try the carnival diet. Why not give it a shot?
1: Like a workout plan, I would make it center around pull-ups. And that's it. Just pull-ups. That's like the only one you need. Like some, maybe some leg stuff. I don't know. Walk around a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, but pretty much you can just pull yourself everywhere to move around anyway. You might be more efficient to just amputate your legs and be like a stump pulling Think yourself everywhere. Think about
1: how everywhere. good you'd be at wrestling with no lower body.
0: Also with such a low center of gravity. You just fucking wreck people's legs Plus and it's over. Plus
1: you'd be in like that 80-pound weight class. So you're just...
0: Yeah, legs are really just a liability.
1: Let's get rid of them. First, we don't eat food. Then we don't need our legs anymore.
0: They're pretty unnecessary. Like, you, uh, especially now in the technocratic age, we're not even moving yeah. around anyway. And if we do, we Most have cars. Most
1: people, I would argue, would be better off not having their legs. Because they're not using them anyway.
0: It would help my meditation a lot like my knee pain is one of the biggest issues in my meditation postures if i had no legs i would just be sitting upright it would be beautiful oh
1: dude have you ever tried the carnivore diet of shoes the vibrams
0: <laughs> what's that yeah i have them in my Any closet
1: good? i run with them
0: yeah it was okay i i thought it was pretty cool but I don't know. I don't think it matters that much. I also think Western people and their feet are not the same as the people from the book Born to Run. Mm. So you can't just throw on some Vibrams and be barefoot all the time and think it's going to be fine and you're going to be a great Those runner. people
1: have better shins. Like, genetically, they do have better shins.
0: Yeah, I would think but, so.
1: Like, I think that it's pretty convincing in terms of striking with the front of your foot versus striking on your heel.
0: That is true. I mean, you'll be forced to be on the front of your foot in that's Vibrams. That's
1: like the, the breath of using your feet, you know? like it's.
0: Do you think... The, what were you saying?
1: Running technique has been so incorrect for so long, and that's why we have a bunch of yeah. problems with our posture and our running.
0: Running isn't my go-to exercise because of these pains I have, but I wonder if... If it could become that again, if I, you know, get stronger and do it. Do you think v are good for just walking around, living? Um,
1: I mean, they look weird.
0: No, nah, I kind of like looking weird, like being distinctive, um, not giving a fuck about style. And like,
1: they, they're pretty painful if you walk. Because like, I love them in theory, but the real world doesn't have grass everywhere, you know?
0: Right or you're saying the the real world has grass and our world has concrete we
1: have boxed ourselves into a weird situation that we can't fix but yeah everything is concrete so like it's going to be painful to walk in v-rooms permanently but i do think that it's the correct running technique especially if you're doing it on like a beach i think it'd be fantastic i think you'd have a pretty insane calf workout
0: i mean you can just be barefoot on a beach Yeah, I don't disagree with you there.
1: Or whoever keeps promoting these five-inch soles, you know, because oh, (laughs) it hurts. So stupid. Hit your heel. No shit. Stop hitting your heel. Don't just put padding on it.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, like most industries, total scam.
1: All because of modern technology.
0: Yeah, but we can overcome it. I mean, you Mm -hmm. can if you use your head and are conscious about how you're living things you that bothers me crap. is
1: that we always look to overcome it we never look to just rolling it back
0: well you can't roll it back you know not in the system we're in not in the situation i mean we're
1: in. you can move to a ranch buy a farm well, grow your own vegetables i mean yeah
0: that's why i want to that's why i want to start a commune in ecuador but i'm saying you can't help the people in the cities by rolling technology back not that they even want it
1: most people don't want it that's that's the problem here
0: yeah that's true that's true probably within our conversations honestly if you really studied them and took the pearls of wisdom and what could work you could get everything you need to be like perfectly healthy but No, no one will
1: no chance um like all these things we talk about being like the evils of like Being lonely and being isolated and spending too much time in front of the computer. People live for this. People love Mm -hmm. that shit.
0: People love what? Playing in
1: front of the computer all day, playing for 12 straight hours.
0: I mean, love it is a weird way to put it. They're definitely addicted to it. They're definitely like hooked on it. They
1: get their community from a bunch of internet chat rooms or Reddit or QAnon or what have you.
0: That's why I think meditation is so important. Because I think if I hadn't meditated so much, I wouldn't, I, I would be that way. Like I would get that like faux sense of community from my Facebook messenger or whatever. But doing everything I do consciously, I can't fool myself and I just feel lonely and the result of not having good in-person interactions and the internet can't help me. Like I, I don't feel tempted to get back on social media or to fix these problems with technology it's just
1: like if nobody else is going along with you though that's an issue you know
0: right that's the whole thing is the herd is is headed off a cliff right now and a few a few lions are trying to tell the sheep to turn around but they won't listen and so you just gotta hope you can find your tribe and do your own thing Hence, commune, commune in, Ecuador. in
1: Ecuador. That is the be-all-end-all all of healthy, happy living.
0: I mean, I'm 100% going to do it. You're welcome to join. But then we got to make the commune
1: bigger and bigger, and then we got to structure it as a society, and then you got to be king.
0: Right. And then it I mean,
1: spirals into what we have now.
0: Right, but we get to enjoy the pre- what we have now yeah. times That's true. <laughs> and yeah i mean there's going to be a split in humanity between the people who stay in the cities keep degenerating and accept the losses in freedom or and people who strike out on their own or find an intentional community and i'm definitely going to be in the latter group my question is where are you going to be I'm just saying, you know, look, I've heard a lot of things and look, all right, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I grew up and I hear my dad and my mom talking about elves, fairies, different dimensions. I'm going to tell you, look, this is going to be studied, right? It's not, it's not one thing. It's not the other. It's just, you have to understand the whole flow of the information. You know, it comes to me. I'm just spitting out things. I point out one thing here, one thing there. I, I can't, you know, necessarily make it all make sense, but you, you hear what I'm saying.